It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is The World in 10 from The Times of London on Friday the 2nd of December. I'm Laura Cook. And I'm Bev Rimmer. A Ukrainian aide claims up to 13,000 troops have been killed since the start of the conflict. And China accuses British MPs of interfering in Taiwan. The messaging element of it is important. So MPs want to show that the UK is a friend to, to Taiwan as it faces increasingly hostile provocations from Beijing. We start in Ukraine, where a senior official says up to 13,000 Ukrainian soldiers have been killed since the Russian invasion began in February. It's rare for Ukrainian or Russian governments to say how many people have been killed in the war, but Mikhailo Podolyak, who's an advisor to President Volodymyr Zelensky, said his country was speaking openly about the casualties. He suggested up to 100,000 Russian soldiers have been killed and a further 150,000 injured and referred to Russia's lack of transparency with regard to casualty figures. Meanwhile, the US and French presidents have said they will keep working together to support Ukraine and hold Russia accountable. President Biden said he was prepared to meet President Putin if only Russia wanted to end the war. But the fact of the matter is... I have no immediate plans to contact Mr. Putin. I'm prepared to speak with Mr. Putin if, in fact, there is an interest in him deciding he's looking for a way to end the war. He hasn't done that yet. Speaking from the White House on a state visit, Emmanuel Macron sought to remind America that the war was a threat to them too. And what is at stake in Ukraine is not just very far from here in a small country somewhere in Europe. But it's about our our values, and it's about our principles, and it's about what we agreed together in the UN Charter, protecting sovereignty and territorial integrity. China has said it believes that a group of British MPs who have been in Taiwan on a visit have been interfering where they shouldn't. The Foreign Affairs Committee has been on the island nation since Tuesday and has been meeting with high-level officials, including Taiwan's foreign minister. While the conference was going on, China's military held some of their largest ever drills in the surrounding sea. Chris Cash is the director of an interest group run by British Conservative MPs that looks at the challenges posed by Xi Jinping's government. He's been telling Times Radio why the visit went ahead. 
the messaging element of it is important. So MPs want to show that the UK is a friend to, to Taiwan as it faces increasingly hostile provocations from Beijing. And this sort of visit follows delegations um, from the US and, and EU. And MPs involved in the Foreign Affairs Committee have been very, very vocal supporters of, of Taiwan. Um, so from a messaging perspective, yes, really important, but also from a, a sort of learning perspective too. I, I think Taiwan can often become this sort of geopolitical pawn when we, we talk about great power competition in, in China. And sometimes we need to take a step back and think, what does Taiwan want from its like-minded partners like the UK? Chris Cash there from the China Research Group in the United Kingdom. He continued telling Times Radio what Taiwan is likely to want from Britain. When we chat to um, Taiwanese diplomats, I I think it it wants us not to sort of forget about Taiwan. And, you know, we we shouldn't skirt around the sort of high level motives of of this trip. And we've seen this raft of of high level visits since Speaker Pelosi visited in, in August. You know, the prime minister has said that the UK is committed to supporting Taiwan. And that's what Taiwan wants. It wants greater recognition um, on the international stage and it wants international support. All of this comes less than a week after the UK Prime Minister made a dramatic announcement that the country's golden era of relationship with China was over. Rishi Sunak delivered his first speech on foreign policy since taking over the top role. His words against China followed three days of protests on the streets of major cities including Shanghai against the country's strict zero-Covid approach. Ugly scenes saw demonstrators and an accredited broadcast journalist being arrested, apparently for their own good. More from Chris Cash. Anyone who's followed UK-China relations for the last two or three years knows that the golden era has actually been over for a while. The government's actually had a good couple of weeks on China. We've shown we've taken a more serious approach to protecting our critical national infrastructure, whether it was intervening in the Newport Wafer Fab semiconductor deal, removing Chinese surveillance equipment from sensitive locations. And these are the types of things that China Research Group MPs have been asking for. Um, There are still some flashpoints that need sort of more decisive action, but I I think we're moving in the right direction. You're listening to The World in 10 from The Times of London, analysis and insight into the globe's main stories in just 10 minutes. To Australia now, where a former high school teacher who was the subject of the hit podcast The Teacher's Pet has been sentenced to 24 years for murdering his wife 40 years ago. It's a case that gripped the nation as the cold case against Christopher Dawson was reopened. The podcast in 2018 put pressure on the police to revisit their investigation into charges prosecutors had previously dismissed, citing a lack of evidence. New South Wales Supreme Court Judge Justice Ian Harrison. In any event, as the history of this case makes plain, Mr Dawson has enjoyed until his arrest, 36 years in the community, unimpeded by the taint of a conviction for killing his wife or by any punishment for doing so. In a practical sense, his denial of responsibility for that crime has benefited him in obvious ways. Lynette Dawson's brother, Greg Sims, gave his reaction after sentencing. We respect and thank Judge Harrison for his sentence and hope Chris Dawson lives a long life in order to serve that sentence. Today is in recognition of the hard work so many people have done to get the resolution we needed. Dawson will be eligible for parole in 2040 
when he'll be 92 years old. On the way, a World Cup first and a music legend springs a surprise goodbye. He's been back on Twitter for just two months, but now Kanye West, or Ye as he's known these days, has been blocked again. The rapper has upset new owner, billionaire Elon Musk, who says he's broken the social media giant's rules around inciting violence. Musk has been welcoming a few banned figures back to the platform, calling himself a free speech absolutist, but had to admit there was nothing he could do except boot West off the site. One Twitter user had reached out personally and said, Elon, fix Kanye, please. To which the entrepreneur replied, I tried my best. Despite that, he again violated our rule against incitement to violence. Account will be suspended. Ye's account, along with its 30 million followers, disappeared within an hour of Musk's post. Now it's over to John Jackson with all the latest on the first all female official lineup for a men's World Cup game. Stephanie Frappar made history on Thursday when she became the first woman to take charge of a men's World Cup finals match. The French woman was joined by female assistants Noisa Back from Brazil and Mexico's Karen Diaz, as Germany beat Costa Rica 4 2 but failed to make it out of the group stage. Frappa is no stranger to breaking new boundaries after she became the first woman to officiate a Champions League match taking charge of the game between Juventus and Dinamo Kiev in 2020. Despite a German victory in Thursday's game, it was the result in the other match in Group E that sealed their fate as Japan came from behind to beat Spain 2-1. The winning goal was awarded by the video assistant referee after the ball at first appeared to go out of play. The result means Japan go through to the round of 16 as group winners, with Spain runners-up. Morocco and Croatia progressed from Group F. A fitting end to more than 4,000 performances in over 80 countries across 50 years. Elton John is headlining Glastonbury next year in the final show of his global farewell tour. The farewell Yellow Brick Road tour started in September 2018 and will end at Worthy Farm as the 75-year-old singer says goodbye to his British fans. He had his first big hit in 1970 with Your Song. The same year that the first Glastonbury Festival took place in southwest England when tickets cost £1 and revellers drunk free milk from the farm. And that's your World in 10 from the Times of London on Friday the 2nd of December. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.